Hey, Dylan Kelly here, host of the Wave Break Podcast. Excited to get into this episode, but first, here's a quick word from our sponsor. If you're looking to grow your business, there's only one way, and that is by building real quality customer relationships. Most marketing software will claim they do this, but they never deliver on their promises, and you need to demand more from your marketing software. And that's where Clavio comes in. Clavio helps you build meaningful customer relationships by listening and understanding cues from your customers, allowing you to easily turn that information into valuable marketing messages. And that's why 10,000 innovative brands, including all of our clients at Wavebreak, have switched to Clavio. Now, What's the secret to building those customer relationships? Tune in to Clavio's Beyond Black Friday docuseries to find out and unlock exact marketing strategies you can use to keep momentum going all year round. Just head over to clavio.com slash beyond BF for more. Link is going to be down in the show notes below. Another episode of the Wavebreak Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Kelly, founder of Wavebreak. And if you're new here, I help e-commerce stores stop leaking revenue with done-for-you email marketing. And that's what we do over at Wavebreak. That's my agency. We do e-commerce, email marketing. That's it. We do one thing and one thing well. And we actually just redid our website. So we have a brand new website and we've got some amazing case studies on there sharing our exact process for achieving some incredible results using email. Um, One of our clients, we increased their email revenue by 5x in less than 60 days of working together. That case study is on the website. It's at wavebreak.co. And we have another case study where we helped a fast-growing Shopify Plus store. They were growing really, really fast. Uh, They didn't have time to do email marketing, but they wanted it to be done right, and they wanted it to be handled by an expert. So they hired us at Wavebreak to take care of it, and we were able to turn it into um, a significant revenue driver, generating over $1.4 million worth of revenue in the... uh, I mean, last year, we only worked together for seven months because we started through the year. We're still working together now, and it's just... This year is going to be a big year for email for that client. And you can learn more about what we did for them last year on our website over at wavebreak.co. We just redid it. I would love your feedback. Uh, So you can learn more at wavebreak.co. And now every week on this show, I get to interview the people behind some of the top brands in e-commerce who are selling these products. And I get them to share their secrets. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Um, So if you're listening on iTunes, press subscribe on iTunes. We drop new episodes every single Monday. But if you subscribe, um, it'll be there no matter what day of the week you listen to the episode. You can subscribe on Spotify. You can subscribe on Stitcher. Any platform you're on. If you're on a platform you can't subscribe to the podcast, let me know and I will get the podcast added and I'll get that fixed to make sure you can do that, which I'm pretty sure like if you're listening to this podcast on a podcast platform that you can subscribe to it. But just in case there's not, just email me directly, dylan at wavebreak.co and I'll look into it to make sure you can listen to it on your platform of choice. Speaking of that, uh, speaking of getting to interview really cool people, this episode is no different. Today I'm joined by Dr. Amy Baxter and she's the founder and CEO of a company called Pain Care Labs, and she's invented and patented some incredible products um, that I'm going to let her tell you more about. And specifically, like, 
I mean, she's just won some incredible awards around these products as well, including uh, Wall Street Journal Idea Person and Most Innovative CEO of the Year and Top 10 Disruptors in Medical Tech, among other, uh, like so many awards. Her mission is to eliminate unnecessary pain um, with her products, which is really awesome. But she's also known for turning down Mr. Wonderful on Shark Tank. So she's definitely uh, a, a powerful woman. And she shares some great feedback on marketing. Specifically, we talk about marketing in a context of your marketing is too broad. Um, and the reason it's too broad and the reason your marketing might be just kind of like spread all over the place and not as focused as it could be and your messaging isn't as good as it could be is because you're just deep in the weeds of your business. And basically, your your marketing, I mean, it's wrong. It's not as good as it could be. And you might not even know it. And that's why you have to listen to the rest of this episode with Dr. Amy Baxter, founder and CEO of Pain Care Labs. I'm super excited for this episode. So without further ado, let's hop right into it. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Amy. Oh, this is so great to be here. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, so just to get started, uh, before we get into the details and, and really dive into things, um, what's your story Sure. So I am a pediatric emergency doctor, and my theme throughout research and becoming a doctor was reducing suffering. And I also hate waste. So it just seemed like a waste when you had children who were in pain because doctors were too busy to use a numbing cream or too busy to do a technique that would decrease their pain. So I started by researching not really whether or not things would stop pain, but proving that if you use pain relief, it would make a procedure faster. Things to try to change doctors' behavior. And in part of this, when my own kid was going to get his shots, it was my time to shine, right? I'm going to uh, teach the nurses and the kid's not going to feel pain and it's going to be great. And instead, the nurse completely undermined all of my academic ways that you can reduce pain and just freaked him out and said, you better sit there or these vaccines are really going to hurt, jammed four of them in there. And afterwards, he became afraid of needles. And I became pretty mad. I felt like if I'm in the system and I can't protect my kid from pain, who can? So I was driving home from an overnight shift on a Sunday morning and thinking about how when you put your finger under running water, the burn pain stops. So as I was trying to figure out how do we make that into a needle pain reliever, when my steering wheel uh, started vibrating because the tires weren't balanced and I got home and tried to open the door, my hand was numb. So that was the eureka moment of, you know what, you can use vibration to block pain. And it turns out that you can use vibration and ice even more efficiently and probably a couple other sensations too that are able to block pain without drugs. So that was how the story got started. I didn't intend to start a company. Once we had made the vibration cold device, which we called Buzzy, probably because it was in a yellow and black massager that I had used initially to, to test this out, this concept out. Um, so once we had made Buzzy and my kids were using it for their shots, I felt really anxious in the emergency room not using it for other kids' IVs, for their spinal taps, for all the other painful reasons why um, that we cause pain in a hospital. Fast forward, so 2006, I decided to start a company to get a grant. 2009, we got a million dollars from the National Institutes of Health. 
to research and develop it. We launched the device in 2009, and now in 2019, um, we've done about 31 million needle procedures blocked with Buzzy. About three years ago, I know it's a long story, but three years ago, one of my colleagues was in opioid recovery and used the vibration and cold, cool pulse technology device to not take any opioids after surgery. So at that point, I decided this really is the time to do something bigger with this. It's all the same pain nerve. We've got 26 studies proving that this really does reduce sharp pain. Let's make it into something that anybody can use who doesn't want to take opioids. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And like 31 million people. I mean, like that's that's well, it's 31 million 30 procedures. It's 30 that's million. still a lot. So there's a lot of nurses who are using it in hospitals and it's reusable. So they can use the same buzzy for hundreds and hundreds of IV starts or for injections of Recephin or tetanus vaccine or whatever. So, so it's a lot more procedures than it is people, but we've sold about, we've sold over a hundred thousand of them. And uh, I'd said I was going to get a tattoo when we got to a hundred thousand and I haven't done it yet. (laughs) Maybe a million okay now it's on the record now it's a million and it's on the record so it's out there it's in the world and it's going to be permanently out there for everyone to listen to so now you have to and on my butt if that's how i decide to get (laughs) oh my goodness um so okay so you you had this you saw this problem in your own children and then you're like you went and you you weren't planning on starting a company and you ended up starting this company um and so now do you run this company full time or what does that look like Well, so I do now. So I quit practicing in 2016 and we have a staff of six people. We are trying to automate everything. Initially, we didn't market. We didn't advertise. We really uh, just went to the occasional trade show. And of course, I did a few studies. The, The NIH grant had clinical research with it. So I published some research. And over the course of 10 years, people all over the world started doing studies on the cool pulse technology. It was really low hanging fruit. The one that we have for kids for needles is a a vibrating bee and a vibrating ladybug. So it, it was cheap, it was inexpensive. And because it's so effective, you don't need as many people to do a study, which makes it perfect if you're a nurse or you're a fellow or you have a requirement and you've got to do research. One thing people don't understand about statistics is if you have a huge number of patients, you're capable of finding a really, really tiny difference. But if you've got a pretty small group of patients, that must mean that if you get a statistically significant result, it was a really big clinical impact. Turns out with Buzzy, you can get a positive study with about 30 people in each group. So that just means that it's really intensely effective. So the research started building up. And as the research built up, we started selling a lot to hospitals and to people with chronic illnesses or people who just didn't like needles. So people taking in vitro fertilization, people on multiple sclerosis drugs, people on Victoza and having to put pumps in for diabetes, the the finger sticks, people who are afraid of that. The other thing that was interesting in this was our research initially showed that 64% of the kids in our teenage group were afraid of needles. Well, that was way higher than it was supposed to be. Previously, the last research around 2000 showed it was only 24% of people. So it turns out that over the last two decades, needle fear has increased about 250%. And so 
our device and our ways for people to deal with needle pain at home or to bring it with them was actually the right thing at the right time. We're giving so many booster shots now is what we found from our research that kids are getting afraid of needles between those four to six year ages because they're getting held down and getting stuck five or six times with all of the booster shots. So that causes a lifelong needle fear, which means that now those kids are adults and they're starting to either have to get healthcare or starting to avoid healthcare because they don't want to get needles. Wow, that's crazy. And so like, how are you selling these things? So obviously, you have a bunch of different customers that you kind of mentioned already, but like, are you selling mostly online? Are you selling directly to hospitals and doctors? What does that look like? Sure. So most of our sales are on Amazon or on our websites. So we have buzzyhelps.com and vibracool.com. And we're about to be merging them all into one paincarelabs.com site so that it's a little easier for people to get any of our different products. Um, the About a third of the sales are on Amazon or our website. About a quarter of the sales are direct to hospitals. So hospitals will just contact us and put us through their vendor process and put us through the pharmacy and therapeutics uh, committee so that we're approved to be used in hospitals. But we're FDA cleared. We've got all this research. So that part's pretty easy. It's just time consuming. The other thing is we do sell internationally in 29 countries and the Vibracools are sold at chiropractor's offices, at physical therapy offices, in some running stores, because those are particularly good for knee pain, elbow, carpal tunnel. So the people who are treating those things want their patients to be using vibration and heat or cold at home. So they'll just sell them one of them at their store. We're also in a lot of durable medical equipment catalogs, DME offices. So it's really a, a, a potpourri of opportunities to get our products. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's really interesting. And a lot on Amazon too. I have a, I have a question though. So obviously you've been growing this business. Um, w- one thing that I mentioned in the intro is you've appeared on Shark Tank. Um, like speaking of that, like you've done all this stuff in the course of your business. And I, I'm just curious, like what is, what is one of the like biggest problems that you've faced as you've grown the business? I think one of the problems that I still have is that as a scientist, I try to approach marketing with the facts that it would take to convince me. And so it's not, um, it's the same thing on Shark Tank. They wanted me to say, eliminates pain. And I, I wouldn't because it wasn't true. I said, well, it you know, decreases pain 74 to 88%, depending how you use it. And one of the, the problems I run into is wanting all of our materials to have the ethical integrity of a medical site Whereas a lot of the competition that's out there, particularly for holistic pain relief and um, massagers and things like that, they'll say anything. So trying to get marketing messages that resonate with everybody while still having integrity and being true to our values has been a, a struggle. Right. And I can only imagine how hard that is when you look at the competition who might be selling you know, a lot more not as honest with their value prop. Yeah, exactly. And and to me, the value proposition and the fact that we can defend ourselves to any hospital system, to any major medical, to insurance companies, I think that's probably what's going to pay off the most now because there's over 200 studies demonstrating how vibration speeds healing, decreases pain. And now that hospital systems and insurers want to get away from opioids and patients are trying to get to non-drug treatments, 
the fact that we've had integrity the whole time and been really clear, I think is going to help us. One thing people always ask is, how is this different from a TENS unit? So what both we and TENS units are doing is triggering the motion nerves that are really good at inhibiting pain. The thing is, a TENS unit uses a little electrical stimulation. It's called transcutaneous electrical nerve stimulator, TENS. And it zaps you with one or two frequencies that then stimulate those, those sensation nerves and inhibit pain. There's actually four different sensation nerves, and one of them is particularly sensitive to motion and vibration in the, in the uh, frequency that we're using. So instead of twitching two different stimuli with one frequency, we've actually got a whole range of frequencies that are real motion instead of fake motion, and we also use real cold instead of an icy hot or some kind of a sensation. And so the combination of those two different pathways is incredibly intense. Yeah. And that's a really, it, this is a really interesting product too. Like something that I think back on, it's like, man, I wish I had that growing up. Um, that would have been so nice. I think I would have dreaded going and getting a shot a lot more. Um, and speaking on the marketing side of things, like, so trying to approach marketing to convince yourself versus like the typical consumer, like, I'm sure a lot of people have that problem just because like you get so in the weeds of your own business, of your own product that you just get like sucked into it. And you think like you're trying to convince yourself almost like you're trying to sell yourself on your own product by getting really deep in the weeds when really like on the surface level, you don't have to go that deep. Like what are some things that you've done to sort of like try to overcome, um, you know, that little that little problem of like trying to convince yourself instead of trying to appeal to like this, this broader audience while maintaining integrity? So I think it's not as much about convincing ourselves. It's sort of the difference between an innovator and an inventor. An inventor sees the solution. They see the entire complexity of the solution. They're also pretty convinced that it's a brilliant solution. And so there's a frustration on the side of an inventor in trying to communicate why the invention is a good idea. An innovator is convincing other people to use a new idea. And so the innovation part of it is really more the, the transmission of information. And that is as simple as taking an Instagram of somebody putting a vibracool on their knee and saying, oh, or putting a vibracool on their finger and going, wow, I can move it. Um, so, so from an innovation standpoint, I think that that is so much about sight, sound, motion. It's so much about the testimonials, showing it working to people, um, we can list all the studies that support what we're doing, but when someone is on uh, a video or on TV, we've got a video of Sinbad recently. who's like, yeah, this is great. This makes so much sense. This is a really good way to address pain without drugs. So those influencers and working with things that are, are incontrovertible and getting as many people to feel it as possible, because once you feel it, you know you feel better. Right. I, I think that's a genius strategy too. Like oftentimes we get so caught up in our own words and like, I mean, with you, it's like, it's easy for you to get into like the whole, like the, the science behind the product. I mean, obviously you're super passionate about it, but somebody, you know, a little kid who's six years old and about to get a shot, like they don't care about the science behind it. But like when you think about it and you flip it the other way, like you're talking about and you look at from the customer first or from the influencer first, it's like they speak in the simple words that you're almost trying to say, but you can't get out yourself. But it's like it's like how you make the other person feel. 
And I mean, that's just super powerful when you think about it, because now you're communicating to your customers with their own words, not in words that you're trying to make up as a marketing company, but you're even using better words because you're using their own words on other customers. And you can't beat the social proof of influencers like that either. Like, what are some ways you've used that in your business? Well, first of all, Dylan, I got a question for you. Um, is the podcast visual? Can people see me? No, they won't be able to see you. Okay. So um, one of the biggest barriers to our success is that because people know me from Buzzy and they know our technology from being on Shark Tank and Buzzy, everybody thinks about needles. But the truth is that the same nerves that transmit pain from needles transmit pain from injuries, from surgery, from itching, from burns. It doesn't really matter. And trying to get people to understand that um, this isn't about kids and injections anymore. This is about being able to move. This is about having mm. chronic shoulder pain that makes you not able to move your arm above your head. But if you put heat and vibration on a frozen shoulder, it will move better. If you put cold and vibration on a surgical knee after you've had a knee replacement, you don't have to take as much pain meds or any because it blocks the pain. If you've got carpal tunnel or tennis elbow, using vibration twice a day for 10 days remodels the way that those nerves and more the muscles are frozen and allows it to be able to heal without being stuck and without re-injury. So the while I am grateful that I was able to make a difference in especially kids' pain, the, the stuff that's much more interesting to me now is how do we change people's focus from pills to physical solutions for pain? Because on the television all the time, you've got ads telling you that unless you can lift your grandkid above your head or unless you can run on a, a road or bicycle without having to wince and grab your leg, you're not happy. We've all been taught that pills are the secret to happiness and health. And the truth is that physical solutions are a lot more effective. So I'm hoping that all those kids who grew up using Buzzy, when they hurt, they're not going to reach for a pill. They're going to reach for something to give them massage or heat or cold or some physical solution that doesn't require them to have to think that health comes from pills. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I know. Like even just the other day I was reading an article, it's like how to, how to fix X pain. And it was like, step one, take Advil. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, I, that doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> but it's, I mean, honestly, I'm stoked about Advil, but I'm not so stoked about opioids. I love ibuprofen when I need it, but there's a couple different studies looking at wisdom teeth removal. Turns out that 30% of the fast-acting opioids that are in circulation come from dentists prescribing them for wisdom teeth. And the young adults who got opioids for their wisdom teeth, at the end of a year, one in 20 of them are addicted. They have an opioid use disorder on their record. I mean, that's like 5.4%. It's insane compared to 0.4% of people who didn't get opioids for their wisdom teeth. So, so I'm on a bigger mission of we have got to let people realize that ibuprofen is more effective than opioids for wisdom teeth and vibration and cold are more effective than either one. So let's, let's try to change how we're thinking um, about efficacy for pain. Right. So what are some ways you're doing that? So obviously you have the testimonial strategy, but like what are some of the ways um, that you're now trying to market this? Like you're competing against big companies, like for example, the drug industry, right? Like they have almost like 
I mean, goodness, like, I mean, pockets that go so deep that it's like, there's, I mean, there's no end to them that they can spend on advertising that they can do all these things. So like, what are some ways in your marketing that you're able to compete with these companies and really like reset that story and that belief system that we all have around these drugs? One of the biggest things is that I am a physician and I spent 20 years learning how to write prescriptions and and drugs are your superpower. You know, that's how you show empathy. It's like, here, I can make you feel better. Let me write this prescription. <laughs> so coming from the inside, I realized how we got fed by drug companies. We got taught dermatology from about drug companies because of side effects. We had so much of our education that was around pharmacology that it biases doctors against things like magnesium. It's a great supplement to decrease pain. Or butterbur. It's really well proven for migraines. But doctors tend to be trained on reading drug studies, so that's what they think is real medicine. So the first thing I'm doing is on our VibraCool website, we have a What Works for Pain page, and it is a whole list of about 150 different things that are proven for pain or that I have researched for pain or that I've discussed with the, the wonderful people I've gotten to meet in the Arthritis Foundation and people with chronic pain telling me what works. So that resource is a free downloadable PDF. Being able to change people's opinions is one thing. Being able to come from inside as a physician and say, hey, we've biased what people think of as health and we need to be leading the charge to change that. So that helps. Um, and going on podcasts. I mean, you've got a big reach. You've got a lot of people who download you every month. So yeah, I'd love to talk about what our techniques are that are effective in selling, but I also like to use these opportunities to try to get people to think outside the prescription pad when they want to get health for themselves or their families. Yeah, totally. And I, I think that's huge. And it might sound, I mean, that advice might sound specific to, you know, a, a company like yours at first, but when you peel it back, I mean, ultimately it comes down to like, number one, like being a thought leader and number two, like not being afraid to associate a face with the brand because people buy from people, right? Even, I mean, even these other companies, I mean, like you said, um, or I forget if I read this or something, but obviously like Shark Tank had a huge impact on your business and your sales for a period of time. Um, and I, I'm sure part of it has to do with like, not just your product, but also like you can tell like you're the best salesperson for your company because you're just super passionate about it. And I think so many people in e-commerce, they want to hide behind the scenes and like hide their face from their brand. Um, when really like for you, it appears to be like one of your biggest assets. Well, it depends on what people's goals are. I wouldn't have quit practicing medicine if I didn't want to change the world. If I didn't think that I could have a bigger impact on more people by being my brand ambassador and doing more research on pain than I did treating people in the emergency room. Because it's a responsibility to society when you're trained as a doctor. We don't train that many, and the training's expensive. So I had to really feel ethically that what I could do was going to make a big impact. So that is part of both the advantage and the problem is I am not going to use a motor that's the wrong frequency that's not going to work. I'm not going to go out there and support a concept that doesn't have data behind it. But at the same time, um, this is really so rewarding because the longer we do this, the more, even today, somebody I don't know sent me a picture on my iPhone of their child getting a painful procedure, grinning from ear to ear with Buzzy. 
you know, that that makes it all worthwhile way beyond just how many products we sell. Totally. And it's so funny, like you run this business, it makes money, it sells products. But like, really, at the end of the day, like you're a person who's like really living out one of their deepest purposes in this business and doing what you love. And I'm sure not everything is like, oh, my goodness, I love running this marketing campaign or like, oh, great, I get to check my email again. Like, yes, I get to get, you know, like, I'm sure not all of it is glamorous. But for the most part, you know, it sounds like, I mean, like any advice for people who are kind of like, you know, maybe working on a business or working on a company where it's just like, I don't know, kind of like feels like they're in the slog in the day to day of things, or like how they can like kind of get to the position that it kind of sounds like you're in where you're working on something that's bigger than yourself, and you're excited to work on it. And you're seeing the results pay off, like not just, you know, with the company's growth, but also like, for example, like he said, like this person reaching out and saying, like, here's how your products have impacted me. Right. Well, first thing is that don't go into a business unless you're going to be passionate enough to do that and nothing else for 10 years. It's just there are people who manage to do things faster. There are people who manage to have ideas that go viral quickly. But you have to decide that it's worth 10 years of your life to invest if you're going to try to make a business successful. Um, Second thing is that nobody is everything to everyone. This has been one of the hardest problems for us because we make a pain device and there are a lot of different kinds of pain. There's adults who aren't taking their Humira on schedule because they don't like the burn. There are women who are getting Botox. There are athletes who want to be able to do four races in four days. And then there's people who've had a traumatic amputation from a skiing accident. You know, we have had all four of those situations use our cool pulse technology to decrease pain. But if you want to reach it from a marketing and branding standpoint, you really have to decide who is your audience. And this is something that has had been difficult for us for a long time. And it's one of the reasons why I think we haven't grown as much. So the second piece of advice is be really specific about what your target audience is. We have found for VibraCool that almost all of our sales, or the majority, are to women who are over the age of 50 who are active and their bodies start betraying them and so their tennis game's worse, their knee pain's worse, or they have to have surgery and they don't want to take pills. So by identifying that we do have a target person and a target situation for pain, then after that we can expand it to the the hospitals who are buying it for their knee surgery or for the in vitro fertilization clinics that want to have one to keep women coming back so that they can eventually have a baby. But I think that being specific about where you want to target is a really important part once you've got the product that makes you passionate. Absolutely. That's something I was talking with um, one of my mentors the other day about is he used to be a car salesman uh, back in the day. And he was talking like, um, like when he was selling these cars, like some people obviously have kids, others obviously don't. And to the people who have kids, he would install the car seat, show them the car with the car seat, touch on all the safety features and go deep in depth with them versus the person who doesn't have kids. He would still talk about the features, but his targeting was different. And that's because he was focused on a different person, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times we think we're going to miss out. Like, oh, we're going to miss out on you know money here or customers there because we're getting too specific. But the truth is by being more specific, you're actually going to convert more people because more people are going to resonate with your message, like you just said. Right. And we had to decide eliminating unnecessary pain. That 
cones it down to a specific kind of situation. That's somebody who has pain from a source that we can address and we want to give them power over their pain. So that means it's it's not as much the people at CrossFit who have pulled a muscle injury, you know, injured themselves there. It's not as much somebody who has, um, I don't know, it, you know, it still could be, it still could be somebody with a migraine. It still could be somebody who's got an unnecessary situation with pain, but most of the people we're trying to help are people who've got a physical problem that could be ongoing and we can make their, their suffering and their catastrophizing and their, um, long-term relationship with pain a little bit different. That, yeah, I love that. And so as we as we begin to wrap up here, we're starting to run out of time. I just want to like summarize some, I mean, my two biggest takeaways from that is like, number one, like, um, like don't try to approach marketing to c- convince yourself necessarily, but start with the customers in mind, use their own words to sell them on a product that they need. And then the last thing is like, just be specific, like don't be afraid to get extremely targeted in your customer and focus on a very specific problem even if it's a problem within the problem like you are um because you can see great results like before we sign off do you have anything that you want to add to that no i think that that's really great you know one thing that's helped me a lot is my daughter is 16 and she works trade shows and has done this with me since she was you know six and Listening to how she presents it to people is really one of the best ways because she understands the physiology at this point. But we were at a trade show in the Integrated Health Symposium last week in New York, and she would say, do you want to try cold and vibration for pain relief? And that very simple, concrete explanation got people to feel it. And once they felt it, they understood. So I think you're absolutely right. Communication is the most important part and communicate where your where your customers are. That's beautiful. I love it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, as we wrap up here, where can we go to learn more about you and all your different products and companies? Buzzyhelps.com, B-U-Z-Z-Y. And this is classic us because I didn't want to say Buzzy eliminates pain. So Buzzy Helps was <laughs> decided to make the URL because I can completely get behind that. Right. Uh, Buzzyhelps.com for the needle pain. And VibraCool, because it's vibration and cold, even though we now have heat also, but VibraCool.com will take you to our other products. And if you want to know more about us and the reasons that it works, PainCareLabs.com. Awesome. And I'll link all of that up down in the show notes below. Um, It's been great talking with you, Amy, and so great to hear your story and to hear your advice on the marketing side of things. Um, You've been in business for a while. You've learned a lot. And I mean, you've impacted lots and lots of people with your products. And I mean, you you have a great company and I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Dylan. I just, you're a, you're a great interviewer. It's a really a pleasure to be on. <laughs> that means a lot. It really does. I'm like beaming ear to ear now. Um, I really appreciate that. Now, listener, before I sign off, stop me if this sounds familiar. Your email marketing is stuck. You feel like you could be doing email better. You're not generating enough email revenue, and you feel like you're leaving money on the table. But you don't have the time to figure email out yourself or or do it on your own because you have a business to run. Imagine this. Imagine not having to worry about leaving money on the table with your email marketing. 
Imagine not having to figure out what to send, when to send it, how many emails should look, what automation you need, what segments you need, how often you should be contacting your email list or just worrying about sending the next email. You don't have to worry about any of that. Imagine having peace of mind knowing that your email marketing is generating sales in good hands. At Wavebreak, we help Shopify stores maximize their email marketing revenue. That's it. We don't do anything else. And we've created a system called the Wavebreak method that number one, makes you less dependent on Facebook or other marketing channels. Let's say something bad happens. Facebook says, see you later, Shopify store, and they just completely kill your ad traffic overnight. You you don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you're good to go because you have a cushion of email revenue. You don't have to worry about how or what what your wife is going to do or if you're going to be able to make rent or if you're going to be able to pay people because you have this cushion of email revenue to rely on. Number two, the second thing this does is huge. And it's how stores scale from seven figures to eight figures uh, to nine figures. And the secret is repeat purchases. The Wavebreak method gets rid of one-time buyers and increases repeat orders. Number three, it keeps your email list engaged. You don't have to worry about Black Friday and beyond. We'll figure out the ideal amount of times that your list needs to be contacted to maximize revenue, and then we'll execute it for you. If you want to learn more about this system and how we can work together to apply it to your business, go to wavebreak.co to schedule a call with me. And I'll personally send you my calendar link and we can chat one-on-one. Now, I don't have unlimited time to do these calls. I can only do a couple of them per week. So if you want to get your call, uh, go sign up at wavebreak.co for it as soon as possible and we can talk about how we can work together. Thanks for listening to this episode. Subscribe to the show on iTunes to get notified of new episodes as soon as they drop. 